Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and I've been looking forward to welcoming Lorinda Hansen to the show, folks. Lorinda is with Daisy and Company. Lorinda, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, it's great to have you here. So let's uh, get into how you're serving folks out there. Tell us a little bit about Daisy and Company. Yes, Daisy and Company is a company I started almost 12 years ago now to provide creative services to clients uh, who maybe can't afford an agency. I spent um, the better part of my career working at large agencies and just realized I wanted to serve a smaller uh, client, be more efficient. and um, that's kind of how I started my company. Terrific. So you, you've been at this a minute or two. Yes. Almost 30 years now. You must've started very young, uh, Lorenda. I did right out of school. So I started, I took graphic design school and then quickly realized where I lived in Iowa at that time, there weren't a lot of opportunities. So I took a sideline and did some medical transcription and some other stuff. And then moved to uh, Minneapolis uh-huh. and got my start and wow. took a job in a marketing department and just worked my way up the ladder and then ended up in the agency world from there. So, Oh, wow. So um, talk about your time in the agency world. And um, I mean, we're, we're not going to be critical of big agencies, but I guess what, what is it you learned a lot that you bring to today's experience, but, but what, I guess what advantage do you think you bring your business clients now because you have your own practice versus the big agency? Right. I think I'm able to understand their problems at a much uh, smaller level at more at their level versus uh, when I worked in the agencies, we worked for giants, Coca-Cola, you know, car companies, uh, many, many food companies, uh, very large names. And um, so I was just part of a team and although it was great experience and I loved it and have nothing bad to say about that, uh, that uh, part of my career, it led me to where I am now to want to work directly with owners, directly with the marketing directors, really get to the heart of their solutions and provide them affordable solutions. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about, I'm just curious about your view of the role of design for a business. Uh, you know, I think big corporations like the ones you worked with in agency days, they spend a lot of time and effort on this. That's something that a lot of smaller businesses don't really necessarily work very hard on. Right. That's correct. That's why they need me. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the point of this show. We're going to get them sent to you, but right. yeah, but let's, let's, um, let's talk about, I guess why design is so important just generally for a business? Yep. Generally, your brand is your story. It will convince your customers um, to trust you to, uh, depending on what your product is or what your service is, uh, consider you the authority in your field, possibly, if you provide a service. It's it's the way you communicate to your target audience. So it's it's very important. It's really the only thing important in marketing is telling your story to your target audience in the correct way that uh, identifies you know, what you can give to them. Well, I guess the, 
some business owners think that that color and logo and whatnot is superfluous because it's all about my expertise, right? Like if I'm in a services business or my reviews, if I'm in a, uh, some sort of products business or whatever, but it's, it's, it's the impression you leave, right? It's the impression you leave. And the challenge with today, everybody being tapped every five seconds with the message is standing out from your competitors and making your business be the one that they trust that, that is credible, that they want to call, and either buy something from you or use your service. Um, as opposed to one click away, there's probably a hundred competitors on a Google search or more, depending on where you're at. Uh, and so it's even more important to stand out from the crowd and raise your hand and say, you know, I'm out here and call me first kind of thing. So it's even more important than it's ever been with today's flashing digital messages everywhere. Well, and both the digital uh, messaging and then in a pandemic, right? And in a pandemic, right? So now we're even more isolated from our customers. We're having to uh, pivot as they've been saying and reinvent the wheel and figure out new ways to reach our target audience. And, and otherwise you're going to be left behind. So it's even more important than ever to tell your story in the correct way. And possibly your message has changed a little since the pandemic. So now might be a good time for them to think about, you know, refreshing their image uh, because uh, their target audience has changed. You know, it's, it's kind of a different world that we're in now two years later. Yeah. I was going to ask you the, that question about refreshing uh, I mean, there's so many businesses that are, and we'll get to the ones that are startups in a second, but uh, there's so many businesses out there that have had kind of an existing brand look, if you will, feel to their brand for a long time. How, how do you know when it's time to refresh your brand? Well, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll go and we'll have an initial interview and I'll, ha- I'll have them tell me the whole history of how they got to where they are, what they've done in the past, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. And then we review their target audience. And a lot of times what's happened is their target audience has changed. Either they're a different age now or they're in a different demographic altogether. And they haven't kept up with what their target audience is looking for or asking for. And so that's when I would recommend it's time to refresh. When I don't feel like it matches anymore. Um, When I don't feel like their communication matches what they need to tell their audience. Got it. Lorinda Hansen is with us, folks. She is the owner of Daisy and Company. Um, so, Lorinda, let's talk about uh, the startup business that uh, it, they're trying to figure out, I guess, what kind of message they want to give to the world. How do you work with someone like that? Right. So we start from scratch. Usually, again, it's an interview. I find out who they are, what they offer. Um, I ask them all kinds of questions about that. I won't go into detail about that. Um, But the most important thing is, again, their target audience. Who are they talking to? Because that is going to determine the strategy of where we extend those messages. Is it mostly print? Is it, um, believe it or not, still direct mail is still going on and appropriate for some target audiences? Um, Are we going to do mostly web stuff? Are we going to do digital ads? All of that relies on who needs to hear the message. And I would imagine that there are folks that, um, they may not know exactly. Right. I mean, then, and having a third party, someone that's independent like you, that comes to it with fresh eyes, 
uh, whether I'm a startup or existing business has got to be valuable. Absolutely. And I've had people that come to me and they'll just say, I need a website. And I'll say, okay, well, let's take a look at your stuff. And then we sit down and we, and we, and I say, let's back up and let's look at what you have. And, and I quickly see that it doesn't match the story that they're telling me. So then I have to kind of get them to back up a little bit and say, let's refresh this first before we start telling the world about you. Because if you do it later, you're going to cause mistrust. Again, every time somebody sees a different look or a different message for your company, they're going to think um, it just causes them to pause and think, um, have, am I even talking to the same company? Have they been bought out? And so keeping that consistent message is, is important. Do you find sometimes that businesses that come to you and say, I want a website or I need a new uh, logo or whatever it is, that they're really attacking symptoms as opposed to a disease. I mean, in other words, they, they think that's what they need, but once you get under the hood, you may, Lorenda may find something totally different that they really need. That's absolutely the truth. Yes. And, um, and that happens a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I said, they'll come to me for one thing. They'll say, I need a postcard. I want to do a direct mail campaign. So then again, I back up, I start asking questions, why did you choose direct mail? And then uh, sometimes it makes sense and they're right on the right track. And other times I have to steer them in another direction. So um, you do logo work, I, I assume. So let's talk about the importance of a logo. And I guess the value of working with you versus going on the internet and buying the $5 logo, right? Right. Uh, well, the advantage is you're going to get original artwork. You're going to be supporting a local artist, if you will. Um, I'm going to understand your business better than a website form is going to understand your business. You now, I get people ask me that all the time, uh, what I think about those sites. And obviously, I'm not a fan. Um, oftentimes, they're done overseas. With people that barely speak English, they have no idea what your business is, who you are, what you bring to the table, who you're talking to. It's just a factory of design, if you will. And that's exactly what you're going to get. And, you know, some, and I just look at it as those, those aren't my people. The people that think that they're going to get value from a $5 logo are not um, ever going to be convinced otherwise. (laughs) And so I have to just let them go. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's, that's the difference is I'm going to understand their business. I'm going to delve into um, and, and make sure that it matches the story that they need to tell. Well, I guess there's some people though, that, that, um, they're not misers, if you will, they're just looking to provide value and they don't, or get value, I should say, and they don't know any better. Um, yeah. Right. right? And so they don't understand how this stuff gets done. And I would imagine that there's probably, it's probably a little loose when it comes to, um, like intellectual property and that kind of thing. Uh, right. right? That there may be some copyright violations that occur or trademark violations that occur in some of this stuff. Exactly. A lot of it's clip art based and you'll, you can kind of recognize it when you see it. Um, a lot of it starts to look the same. Right. Um, and they had, they literally have factories of people in other countries working for nothing, um, cranking out that stuff. And so again, for some business, maybe that's all they need. And, and I just, um, disagree. <laughs> Well, as you said, you have to let, let some folks go and, and do business with those that value you. So that, right. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, 
and value that experience that you have. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about web design. You, you do a lot of web design work. What are some of the big, uh, I guess, issues that you see with websites right now that you, th- you think need to be fixed? Well, right now, the big hot point is um, Google is penalizing sites that don't have, that aren't mobile responsive. Mm. So I see a lot of sites that are just old and the dated and the technology, uh, they're behind the eight ball. So they, um, if their website is not mobile responsive, they're not getting the rankings that they deserve, the organic rankings on search engines. That's one thing. Um, also, they're also penalizing sites that don't have an SSL certificate, which basically tells the wor- world that you're secure and, uh, well, nobody's really that secure, but uh, more secure than others. And again, the rankings are getting penalized. So if you rely on search engine traffic, that's, um, that's going to hurt your business. Um, those are two things. And just being outdated technology in general, you've been on websites, I'm sure that don't work. It's frustrating, or you can't find the contact info, or you click a link and it, you get a broken you know, page not found. Um, that's still a big issue. And mm. I, I see it all the time, just sites. And again, the site, uh, another thing I see a lot is the visuals and the messaging doesn't match what they're trying to say. They just, they plunked on some images of random things that have nothing to do with what they're trying to communicate or sell um, because they've done it themselves or um, yeah. So th- that's a big issue. Those are the three things right now that I'm seeing keeping up with the technology. How, how often Lorenda do you, and I, I'm sure the answer is differs depending on the business, that industry they're in, but how often do you recommend someone do a total refresh of their website? I'd say every four to five years, take okay. a really good analysis of the technology and okay. make sure that it still matches again, the browser world and the mobile device world and also your target audience. Because yeah. again, the senior senior age group, they require different tools than the younger crowd does. So just want to make sure that your technology is keeping up with your crowd, whoever that crowd is. Yeah. Four to five years. Some yeah. can get by with a little more if you're refreshing graphics and refreshing content, things like that. Refreshing your search engine optimization is important. Um, keeping your blog updated if you have one not letting it go dormant. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things are so important. Um, but I'd say a total refresh, a total every four to five years. Got it. Lorenda Hansen, folks, she is with Daisy and company. So, uh, Lorenda, I would love it if you would maybe share a story or two about uh success story, you know, a client you've worked with that uh, you've achieved great transformation for great results for, you don't have to use names, of course, but uh, if you could sure. share a story or two along those lines, that'd be great. Sure. One of my favorite larger projects was with a manufacturing company in uh, Minneapolis, uh, based in Edina there, and they sell mobile folding and rolling furniture. And they, they had a website that just did not meet their needs, their sales team's need or anybody else. And so we re... Um, designed their entire website. We added seven, they have seven international offices. We added seven languages and there's a whole database behind it. And, and that was really fun and challenging project to work on. It oh. took, 
It took almost probably eight months to get it all done because they wanted human translators. So we worked with, so we had to get their full product catalogs translated um, again in seven languages. And then the data was set up to um, figure out where you were on your web browser. If you were logging in from Germany, it would feed you German and it would give you the local German office. So it was all, um, relative data and it was just fascinating and really fun. That was one of my really bigger, meaty, fun projects to work on most recently. Wow. So I do that kind of project. And then I do everything from the little guys, you know, home or I just did a website for a home organizer. Um, she just needed a presence on the web so that she could promote her business and, and look trustworthy and credible and show examples of her work. Um, those are just as fun for me as the big meaty projects. So that was fun. No, wow. In my past life, I've worked. I've got to work on the Got Milk campaign. That's that's kind of a fun one. Oh, that's that cool. Forever, yeah. Back, um, we used Britney Spears was one of the spokespersons for Got Milk way back then. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. I've worked on a lot of really fun stuff. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So, um, so one of the things you you um, you said there was was interesting. I guess as companies grow, they really need to revisit their website, right? I mean, because if you're particularly as people go internationally, or even if they're just a local business in Twin Cities area, and now suddenly they're doing business in, you know, Wisconsin or whatever, just making that up, they need to really re- take a relook at what their web presence is saying about them, right? They really do. And not just from what their customers need, but from what their own team members need, their sales staff, their admin people, they all have certain things that they can get and use from the website and tools that will make their business more efficient. So it's not always just about the message to the customer. A lot of times it's the tools that make the people that work at the company's job easier. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I do a lot of that too. When we meet, Um, I make sure those areas are covered as well. So if they're, um, hiring people, let's get a section on there with job listing, you know, all the things that can, that can go online now. Let's do it. Now you mentioned something, uh, a few minutes ago that probably caught a few people by surprise and catches me a little bit by surprise, the term direct mail, who, who would have thought (laughs) that direct mail (laughs) is still a thing that might work. Explain more about that. I'm doing a ton of direct mail right now really? for a Minneapolis client who uh, focuses on the senior housing market. Uh-huh. And so they're in the 55 plus category. They still want mail. They want something they can touch and feel. Um, we're doing a lot of invites to these informational meetings about new properties and they want something they can hang on the refrigerator as a reminder. Um, they're just, they're not glued to the phone and glued to their computer like the younger generation. So it's still, it's very successful for them. It's, it's cost effective and it's working for them. So I still do quite a bit of direct mail. Yeah. Wow. In fact, I think if anything, we're going to start to see a trend to go a little bit more to that because people are getting so burned out sitting in front of their computer for 10 hours a day, uh, especially since uh, COVID has hit us and we've been sitting here even more. Um, it's kind of nice to get some mail and get off the computer and have something to read. <laughs> Again, that paper and the touch and the feel, I, I got my start in print. So I'm still very passionate about print. 
Um, so it's fun for me to do print projects um, when they come along. So, Have you found that um, part of the appeal here is that there's just less competition in that mailbox now that a lot of people have gone away from direct mail and then that makes it just, you, you've got a little more chance to be seen in that mailbox. Yes, absolutely. And getting creative, we've been getting creative with the size of the pieces and folds and things and doing some test marketing on some different formats beyond the envelope, if you will. And those are working great. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. We're not getting the stacks and stacks of junk, if you will, that we used to. So that that's, uh, yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so Lorinda, let's talk about the types of clients We've, we've mentioned this a little bit, but I want to be clear on it for our audience. Uh, the types of clients that are great fits for you. Right now, I'm really focused on the, the solopreneurs, the entrepreneurs, the companies with um, eight to 10 employees that might have a marketing person or department, but they're overwhelmed and they need somebody to help them execute projects or strategize on what they need. Um, those are a great fit for me in any industry, really. I love learning about new industries and I've worked with um, many, many, but I'm sure there's many others yet that I haven't. So any industry is good. Um, I'm always curious to learn new ones. So yeah. So any industry. Yeah. Got those, it. Those are the best fit. Startups of course are awesome because I get to build the brand from the ground up. And so those are the fun, juicy projects, but um, those don't come along as often as the rebrands and the refreshes, but yeah. I can see how the startups are really ones that need it because they don't want to, they don't maybe they need somebody like you to come in and explain the importance of branding, uh, good branding from the very beginning. From the very beginning. Cause I've seen it happen. They get off on the wrong foot and again, they're just hurting their, themselves. They're spending money. They don't need to spend and wasting it. And so if they get off on the right foot, then they're going to be more efficient with their dollars, which are so usually so tight in startup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lorenda Hansen has been with us folks. She is with Daisy and company. Uh, Lorenda, this has been great. I mean, I can't imagine that there aren't some folks at this point that having heard this interview don't want to be in touch. So let's get them the right coordinates. Where can they contact you? Awesome. Well, my number is 952-212-8300. You can also email me at Lorenda at Daisy and Co. And that's L-O-R-I-N-D-A at Daisy and Co. And Daisy with a Z. I know it's different. (laughs) Daisyandco.com. Those are probably the two best ways. I also have Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. But find me there. My website is daisyandco.com. Awesome. Lorena Hansen, folks, uh, with Daisy and Company, daisyandco.com. Lorenda, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, John. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio is the search term. If you're on your favorite podcast app and are not subscribed to the show, that's how to find us. Now, my bold ask is for you to simply, if you're not subscribed, please do so and share the show, tell others about it. And it's not about me or business radio X. It's about our great guests like Lorenda who do great work and 
we want them to be found. That's the purpose of this show. So if you could uh, share the show, it helps all our guests that do the great work that they do, and we celebrate that. That's what our mission, our goal here at Business Radio X is. So thank you in advance for doing that. So for my guest, Lorinda Hansen, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio.